Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. On this episode of Parts Per Billion, solving the country's water shortage problems with the power of plumbing? The interesting intersection of water affordability and water conservation. Ni hao, and welcome to yet another episode of Parts Per Billion, the podcast from Bloomberg Environment. I'm your host, David Schultz. And this is a very special episode of Parts Per Billion because I'm coming to you from breezy and dusty Tucson, Arizona, the site of a conference on sustainable water management. So the word sustainable means different things to different people for a lot, or maybe most people. Something is sustainable when it doesn't ruin the environment. But others think of sustainability in financial terms. Something is sustainable if I can continue paying for it without going broke. The water utility in the city of San Antonio has an interesting sustainability program that actually gets at both of these definitions of the word. The program is called Plumbers to People, and it provides free plumbing services to low-income homeowners. That's right, the water utility will send a plumber out to your house for free. So what does the utility get out of this? Well, water is not exactly abundant in San Antonio, so every leaky toilet or shower that gets fixed is less water that the utility doesn't have to provide. I spoke to Karen Guz, head of conservation with the San Antonio Water System, to find out more about plumbers to people and about the overlap between water affordability and water conservation. Unfortunately, in San Antonio, we have some families that are suffering economically. Uh, there are federal guidelines that we have offices in the city that qualify people at 125% of poverty for various services and programs. Um, when people qualify, and they own and live in a home, then they qualify for free plumbing repairs that reduce their water bill. Why did San Antonio start this program? What, what, uh, what problem uh, did you guys realize uh, and were trying to solve? Well, it was the first conservation program that San Antonio did over 20 years ago. We've got a 20-year history of working to reduce our per capita consumption. And that program came about out of awareness that we have very socioeconomically diverse community. San Antonio Water System wanted to take care of the people who needed help the most first. So that program went out ahead of any other ones that we launched to help other customers save water. One of the things that I thought was really notable when you were uh, talking about this is that it seems like it's a win-win-win for everyone because the, the person whose home uh, gets, uh, they get free plumbing, their water bill is reduced, uh, and also San Antonio, uh, the city that you work for, has to supply less water because, of, you know, in, in Texas and especially in San Antonio, water is not abundant. 
uh, is, is that the way that the, the city sees it? Is that this is just uh, there's there's a there's very little downside to this. There isn't much of a downside, you're right. Water conservation is the biggest water supply project that San Antonio has ever accomplished. If we still used water today the way we did 20 years ago, we would need a trillion gallons more every year to meet our community needs. So as long as we can come up with a reasonably cost-effective way to save water, like plumbers to people, then that's a good bargain for the whole community. Tell me about how you guys identify people who are really good fits for, for this program. Do you figure out who's using the most water or do you just uh, try to spread the net as far and, and wide as possible? Really, it's networking in the community because people who are struggling economically don't use a lot of water. And they may even turn off the water at the meter if they know they have a leak. And that's not a great way to live. But so we can't just go by a high bill. So we try to network with other organizations that are helping people in need. That can be churches, that can be the food bank, and other social service agencies who are going to be aware of who it is may need our help, as well as the city offices where people get qualified. Where does the funding come from for this? Is this um, uh, donated from charities? Is it uh, uh, tax uh, revenue? Where does the, the money come from? We do have a donation fund called Project Agua, but that's not where the money comes from for Plumbers to People because Plumbers to People is a conservation program. We have dedicated revenue that uh, are in our rate structure. We have these tiers, and the biggest tier is uh, for use over 20,000 gallons a month. And for water that is charged at that highest price, a small portion of what is charged goes into a restricted fund, and all of the residential conservation program budgeting comes from that fund. That's interesting that you mentioned it's a conservation program, that San Antonio it doesn't see this as a welfare program or, or a, a charitable program. This is a conservation program. What's well, nice that it's both is honestly how we see it. I, I, we list it under our suite of programs that we call Uplift. So we have billing discounts. We have opportunities to pay on a different schedule. We have a whole suite of things that help people who are in need. And we're proud to list plumbers to people there, but the conservation department runs this one because it helps save water. Um, what are some of the challenges to uh, implementing this program? I imagine that any program that involves, uh, you know, sending someone onto private property, uh, that always uh, is tricky. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it is, it's administratively a complicated program. We've been doing it for a long time, though. We have a plumber under contract with a pretty strict set of guidelines for they have to be vetted to make sure they're okay to go in our customers' homes, of course, and on, in terms of prices. And um, the, the customer knows they're coming. They have a time-certain appointment. They know exactly who the plumber is and what time to expect them as a security measure. So those are just a few of the basics. And um, then we have to be certain that we are working with a customer who is, A, in poverty, has been qualified, and that it's not a rental property. It's, it's somebody in poverty, and they live in the house. That's the intent of the program. So you're not, you're not repairing you know, the plumber or the, the fixtures at a, a, that are owned by a landlord. You're, you're repairing the fixtures that are owned by the homeowner. Correct. And so that is a limitation of the program is that... Uh, well, it makes sense. Yes. And so landlords really should be fixing um, their own property that they're renting out. And so this is that is one of the limits. And there are people think, well, do people in poverty own their own homes? Yes, they do. Sometimes the family home has been in the home in the family for generations or they're seniors and now they're falling on hard times and they still have that house. So finally, I wanted to expand this a little bit. We're talking about plumbers to people, but 
you know, low-income, uh, supplying water to low-income households is a big problem across the country uh, in some communities more than others. And I wanted to get a sense of, is this a solution that could work anywhere? Uh, and what are some other ways that this could be targeted to deal with this problem? Because if if a, a homeowner can't pay their, their water bill, that's bad for the homeowner, of course, but it's also bad for the city and bad for the water utility in particular. Is, is this something that could be broadened out? We think so. We think this is a program that other utilities are probably going to start looking to in the future. Water prices are going up for very good reasons. We need to improve our water infrastructure in this country, both the water and the sewer infrastructure. And for most of us, the cost of that is not going to be a big deal. Probably less than 2% of our income, and so for something so valuable, that's all right. But for households that are in poverty, every increase is a much bigger chunk of their very limited discretionary income to pay another bill. Water's getting more expensive, and then, you know, who who is has to, who pays for that, I guess, is the question. Yeah, and for most of our customers, we have a conversation with them about what is the value of water? What are you getting when you turn on your faucet 24-7 and you know you can drink that water, and wastewater is an environmental service to the community? Most people get that. They value it. They can accept a reasonable price increase when it has to come along. Um, and so that's there's kind of two issues. One is talking to people about the value of water. And then part of that same value of water conversation is nobody should do without it. And what do we do to make sure that that very valuable life-giving product that everybody needs to have a reasonable life in the United States remains in place even for people struggling? That was Karen Guds, head of conservation with the San Antonio Water System, talking from the American Water Works Association Sustainable Water Management Conference in Tucson, Arizona. For more of our reporting on water issues, visit our website at news.bloombergenvironment.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergenvironment.com. And if you want to reach out to us on social media, don't forget to use the hashtag PartsPerB. Today's episode of Parts Per Billing was produced by myself and Jessica Coombs. Our editor is Marissa Horn, and our audio engineer is Nicholas Anzalata. The music for this episode of Parts Per Billion is A Message by Jazar. Thanks for listening. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.